0: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio.
1: This
2: is Sid Valley Radio.
0: This week on the Old Time Radio Hour, we'll be listening to a half-hour adventure show, followed by a 30-minute variety program. So, just sit back and relax. As we revisit the truly golden age of radio.
1: Once again, the magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren McCall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue.
3: Now look, Mrs. Baker.
4: Please let me finish. I... I know I'm not as young as you might like, but I am well off, and I could make you very happy, Mr. Shannon. What are you blushing for, Slate? You never
5: been proposed to? A catch like you?
3: You keep out of this, sailor. Go darn a shoulder strap. Mend a sock.
5: Your trousseau's an apple pie order, dear. Besides, if a fellow's going to get married, somebody has to give him away. I give you away. Take him, Mrs. Baker.
4: Thank you, dear. I'm quite sold on him. He's everything they told me he would be, and more.
3: I was recommended, huh, Mrs. Baker? By Darby and Joan. Hmm, Darby and Joan. Joan sounds familiar, but Darby throws me. Look it up in my files, sailor.
4: Darby and Joan incorporated a lonely hearts club. It was there that I saw your picture. ...there that I fell in love with you.
3: Taylor, have you been handing out my picture again?
5: Stuffing it in mailboxes. Didn't hit a lonely arts club, though. Too many people were throwing rocks
4: at me. Now, what does it matter how it got there? All I know is that I saw it and they gave me your address... ...and I'm here to ask for your hand in marriage. Say yes, Mr. Shannon.
3: Look, Mrs. Baker, there are a lot of other fish in the sea. You'll get over it. We'll be friends...
5: Have another cliché, Slate. I just made some fresh.
4: Well, you don't understand, you see. I'm a widow, a lonely, unhappy widow. My husband was lost in the Texas City disaster in 1947. Since then, I- I've tried to replace the man he was. But you're the first one I've found...
3: Oh, I'm sorry, the... Mrs. Baker. Mrs. Baker, really sorry.
5: I can't marry you. You don't know what a happy girl he's just made you, Mrs. Baker. My heartfelt felicitations. I'll get you a cab, dear.
2: Having fun, Laura? Love it. I like the way all of this fits you. Swank hotel, heated swimming pool, patio, all of it. It's a good background for you, Laura.
4: Yeah, Yes, it is. Uh,
2: Laura. Want to go in? No. Laura, what are you going to do with my wife?
4: Don't worry about it. She'll be found. She'll make a headline in the paper. Mary Baker and I will have tea, we'll take a walk. She'll be found. Uh-huh. Just don't worry about it.
2: I'm not worried. An executive like you, a career girl who runs a Lonely Hearts Club... Odds and ends and details, tea with a woman, walk with a woman, the killing of a woman. Second nature for you, Laura.
4: Not really, darling. It becomes a matter of overcoming an obstacle like you did. I guess. After all, Frank, your wife thinks you're dead. Your wife thinks you went up in an explosion. Letting her think that's more cruel than what I'm going to do. Dying only takes a moment.
2: I guess. But understand this, Laura. Laura. When that boat went up in Texas City and 500 people turned up dead or missing, well, I became one of the missing.
4: I know. You couldn't stand your wife.
2: That's right. Why I ever married her...
4: For her money, darling. Let's not be coy. That's why you've come back, to get her money. And me. Mostly you. Without your wife's money, darling, I'd look at you sitting beside me and see a man slowly turning to flab. That's me for
2: you. Let's take a dip, Laura.
4: Whatever you say, Frank.
3: Got your motor, sailor? Okay. Ease are in. I'll hop up on the pier and make a fast. Throw me a line, sailor. Okay, secure.
5: Give me a hand, Slade.
3: <laughs> the CM make you dainty? I'm busy.
6: Let me to give you my hand, senorita Duval. I have one I'm not using.
5: Sure you can spare it, Inspector LaSalle? Thanks. Explain a man like Slate to me, LaSalle. What makes him so cozy about handing a girl off a boat?
6: Perhaps his brain is occupied with women he has handed over to death. All right, LaSalle. Had a rotten day today. No fish. Huh? You said something, LaSalle? You will come quietly, eh, huh, senor? You will not upset the equilibrium of the harbor, of my delicate stomach.
3: <laughs> you, you tried bicarb, I got some on the boat. Flash it, sailor, the policeman has a tummy ache.
6: And also in the head, from looking at your picture. You look at it, senor. What sickness does it give to you? Are you kidding?
3: It's one of my more glamorous poses. Where else have you seen an open throat like that?
5: You want Slate's permission to wear it in a locket around your neck, LaSalle? Gee, my Slate is in demand, aren't you, boy?
3: What'll I write on it, LaSalle? To my favorite gendarme
6: with regret? A confession would be nice to write on it.
5: What have you boys been up to?
6: A confession to the murder of a Mrs. Baker. Well, that's the lady you wanted to marry me. You think I'd kill an intelligent lady like that? The motive we will discuss later in the Calaboose. But first we will study the matter of her lying on the patio of your hotel. With a bullet wound in her heart With the gun that made the wound In your room where I found it Next to her purse empty of $150 And full of this picture of you
3: You're crazy That picture was taken by a chubby red-headed sidewalk photographer For 25 centavos I never... In
6: the jail we will take one of you for free, senor Please Do not make me to shoot you in the leg Our police doctors are so overworked But the hangman... Slack for him, huh? Get bail,
3: sailor. After you get your mouth closed, get bail.
7: Miss Sailor! Miss Sailor! Did you get it, King? Yes, Miss Sailor, to the penny. Enough to go, Mr. Slate bail. Did Mr. Crevelin
5: give you any trouble this time?
7: Oh, Mr. Crevelin was very kind. He said this is the eighth time we have hocked the boat. Two more times and he will put a gold star beside our names. Five more times, a certificate of merit. Ten more times and... Uh, what are you staring at, Miss Sailor? A chubby redhead. It is not true what they say
5: about chubby redheads, Miss Sailor. But this one has a camera. Wait here, King. I'm going to have my picture taken. Hi there. Uh,
8: oh, I fall on my face. You are so beautiful.
5: Take my picture, and I'll autograph it for you.
8: Oh, I faint from the sheer joy of such a suggestion. However, I will take your picture, and you will send me 25 centavos. See? Si? See? Si. Bueno. Stand as you are. So. So. Smile. So. So. It is done. My card. My address. And money, I will send picture. No money, no picture. Known as law of supply and demand. I like the way you handle your camera, senor. Uh, Luis, my name to those who enjoy me. I enjoy you. Tingles all over, see. Si? I'm fighting it, but
5: uh, tingles all
8: over, uh, see. Si. The picture would still cost 25 centavos, senorita. I'll pay you for Slay Shannon's picture, too. Por favor.
5: Slate Shannon, a man whose picture you took the other day.
8: Is, uh, is a mistake. Adios, senorita. Goodbye.
5: Hey, come back here. Hey, you, Louie. What happened,
7: Miss Sailor? Why is he running?
5: I don't know, King. Let's tell Slate. I'll bet it'll tingle him all over. You get arrested once more, Slate, and we'll be wearing barrels where our jeans ought to be.
3: Well, I get more costly all the time, huh, Sailor? Three thousand bucks to bail me out of a murder rap
5: You get any more costly, you can drag out the tin cup your Aunt Sophie sent for your birthday
3: (laughs) Ah, good old Aunt Sophie She knew I'd make it someday
5: You haven't got much time left for nostalgia, Slate Better start collecting your memories I just got you out on bail You're still number one chum for the murder of Mrs. Baker
3: Yeah Tell me again about the photographer, sailor
5: I told you I mentioned your name, the wave went out of his red hair, and he took off after us.
3: <laughs> Darby and Joan, Lonely Hearts, Incorporated.
5: The man's wanted for murder, and he thinks of. He
3: thinks of our picture of him got put on the market. Run on home, sailor. No, 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 no. No, no. Better still, walk. I'll stand here and watch. And when I'm out of sight? The Darby and Joan. Maybe they'll rent me a murderer. <laughs> Hello, my name's Slate Shannon.
4: You're a lonely heart. Welcome to Darby and Joan Incorporated. From here on in, your troubles will be bubbles and the cares that infest the day will be replaced by a bevy of whatever you like. Blonde or brunette, Mr. Shannon? Tall, short, kittenish or uh, one who bakes bread like mother?
3: (laughs) Oh, but like you... Somebody I can't make up my mind about until it's too late
4: I'll help you out Get up from behind this desk Well
3: I'm your easiest customer in months What do your club rules say I do now?
4: Rule one, we find out if we have a common interest And talk about it? If it needs talking about Mine does Not mine See, we're different, we won't get along at all well, I can recommend Miss Wormsley to you. She's not beautiful, but she crochets like the Dickens.
3: Would she know what my picture is doing in your files?
4: What are you talking about? You heard me. Why, oh, you so far away.
3: <laughs> yeah, I am. This better? You're hurting. That's the impression I wanted to give. The picture.
4: In a little while. Hold me.
3: Wait a minute, the door.
4: Forget it, just hold me. Asleep like you hate me and want to love me. Yeah. You didn't have to hit him so hard, Frank.
2: That's the way you hit people with the butt of a gun. Well,
4: get him out of there. Drag him away someplace. I can't look at him helpless.
2: He's not that kind of a man. You mean you could go for a guy like that? The way he looks now? All right. Don't answer me, Laura. I'll just drag him away.
1: adventure our stars Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall and the second act of our story
7: In mental strife, aching for affection, no girl, no wife. When moon is nicely situated, try Darby and Jones, Incorporated. I offer this suggestion with fingers crossed. Walk, don't run, first figure the cost. If love is making you crazy in the head, it once happened to a lady, it killed her dead.
5: King! What is it with you men? What do you mean, Miss Saylor? I mean, what is it? Mrs. Baker was looking for a husband. She was gentle-looking, had a kind of beauty that becomes a woman her age. Why should everything suddenly get violent? I don't
7: know. I just don't know. All people have secrets locked away. Secrets sometimes have
5: death in them. That chubby photographer, King. He's the boy that someone ought to talk to. He's the boy I'm going to talk to.
7: No, wait for Mr. Slate. He will be back from that Lonely Hearts Club soon.
5: I doubt it. When Slate gets mixed up in a club like that, he starts organizing smokers, field trips, good and welfare committees, first aid classes. Oh, I've seen him operate before. That kid's a joiner. I'm going to see that photographer. Oh, oh, I'm sorry I didn't see you. Can I help you?
2: Uh, Do you have a payphone here?
5: Right over there by the steps. Oh, thank you. When Slate gets back, tell him to wait for me. I'll be back shortly. Hello?
2: Laura, this is Frank. That Duval dame's going to see Louis. Meet me there right away. Laura! Over here, in the alley.
4: That's why I adore you, Frank. Your bag is so full of tricks. Why didn't you wait for me in front of Lewis's shop where you told me you'd wait?
2: Someone else is waiting there. Miss Duval. Shannon's good companion.
4: Is the lady shilling for the snapshot artist? Why didn't you go right on in?
2: Because his shop is locked. Because there's a sign on his door that says, Out, back in 30 minutes.
4: And I'll bet the run in my stocking you made him hang it there.
2: Uh Uh-huh. I called him, disguised my voice, told him there was a wedding party that couldn't go on unless he was there with his tripod and flashbulb. say that's a bad run when we've finished. I'll buy you all the stockings you'll ever need.
4: I'll come higher than that, dear. Higher because I killed your wealthy widow. Remember
2: I'll remember it like it was our song.
4: Now that you've met me, talk to me in an alley. What
2: It leads to the back entrance of Louis's shop into his dark room. That's the one we'll use because it'll be interesting what Miss Duval has to say to our Louis.
4: We break in like common burglars hide in the dark. Uh huh. A thought tease you, Laura. I did things like this when I was a little girl, hiding under front porches. Come on, Frank. It'll be fun.
5: Come on, Louis. stop fumbling with those keys. Open the door. Very
8: well, senorita. Inside. I will lock it. Now, now what is it you wish?
5: The picture you took of Slate Shannon. Por favor, senorita, you talk crazy. All right, let's hear what the cops think. Unlock the door. Uh, wait, senorita. You're going to give me that picture? Uh, wait. Uh,
8: I, I will give you the picture. Here. Here it is.
5: One more thing, Louis.
8: Yes. Yes, I will tell you. I will tell you everything. But permit me, there are some prints in the room and back. I must attend to them. I will return immediately. All right, back.
5: Hello, Lewis.
4: No. No, please. Get him out of the way, Frank. Yeah, sure.
5: Hey, what goes on? What happened? Don't
4: fight it,
2: my pretty. Just relax. Just inhale. This stuff takes no time at all to put you asleep. That's it. That's
4: it. Everybody here. Frank, it's the police. They heard the shots.
2: She's groggy enough. Just stick the gun in her hand. Now, let's get out of here.
7: me again, Mr. Slate, how the Miss Lonely Hearts took you in her arms, and all of a sudden there was a slam-bang-a-la-gazang on the back of your skull, and the nightingale sang, and the stars dripped
6: gold. <laughs>
7: I really made it live for you, huh, King? Where's Sailor? Fly, Mr. Slit. it is thin fingers of the law.
3: Save it for amateur night, King. Tyler, Sal, what brings that
6: sparkle to your teeth? Mm, they sparkle when I grin. I grin because I am jolly I am jolly because I have come to return the deposit you made on your life What? Your $3,000 bail, senor We have found the motive for the murder of senora Mary Baker It was jealousy I'm sorry she's dead She seemed a fine woman She was This we have learned When her husband was lost in the Texas City disaster She was insane with grief They had to prevent her from taking her own life But it didn't stick, huh? She told me she was rich who gets her money? For the dead, there are always those who wait to get the money. They weep, then grovel for the money. But for Luis, the photographer, they will get nothing. The redhead? What are you talking about? He has also been murdered, senor. By the same who killed the senora. Murderer to wit one Sailor Duval. You lost your marbles, La Salle? I thought it would interest you. Visiting hours are from two to two fifteen, senor. And don't bring back the bail. We have no use for it. I will give you three minutes, senor.
3: Thanks. Maybe I can do
6: something for you sometime like break your leg. Three minutes, senor. I will stand here watching them fly by on my watch.
5: Look at me, Slate. I'm a killer. Like the role?
3: What happened, sailor?
5: I went to Louis to get that picture of you. He balked. I said I'd call the cops, so he gave it to me. Then he went to the back room to enlarge a snapshot or something. Then there were shots. Then, then I woke up with a gun in my hand. Louis at my feet, and a cop pulling my eyelids open and saying, "Quit stalling, babe," or the Spanish equivalent. Then you got the picture. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Turn your back, slate.
3: You go and stir, Happy. Give me the picture. Here. Huh. Well, what do you know? We only saw half the picture the first time, sailor. This is all of it. You see that woman pointing a finger at me there in the background?
5: What about her? I thought she was a tourist pointing out one of Havana's oddities.
3: Ah, that's Laura of the Lonely Heart. Don't go away, sailor. Bounce your iron ball. I'll be back soon. Hi, Laura. I brought you something. Well, you don't have to bribe me. Oh, take a look. You and me together in one picture. We'll take a million more. You were pointing out a pigeon to the photographer. You were showing him Slate Shannon.
4: I wanted you for my album. I stay up late nights with my album.
3: Pigeon. Me.
4: For the murder of Mrs. Baker. I thought you were a man in the crowd. Now I know better. How were we the last time? Like this? Just about. <laughs> about
3: now comes the hit over
4: the head. A jealous customer. We get all kinds. Relax, Lee. This time there'll be no hurt in it. Show me. All right. My lips on your cheek. Here. 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 Here.
3: You'll never make it, Laura. You just got a customer.
5: Get
4: out of here,
3: Frank. I'll see you later.
2: What's he got to give you, Laura?
4: Get out of here.
3: I just gave her something, Frank. A picture. You want to see it? Here. Go
2: ahead. Look at it. Laura. You lost it good, didn't you? Laura here handles all your work, huh? You won't like her, Shannon. Ask her to love, she'll love. Ask her to kill, she'll kill. Either one buys a man grief.
4: Slade, don't listen to him. He's furious because I'm with you and not him.
2: You got anybody you want to kill Shannon? A photographer, A wife? A wife? You had one of
3: those, Frank? Yeah, I lost her. Uh-huh. No, that's not the way it was. She lost you in Texas City in 1947. Then you followed your wife to Havana and teamed up with
2: Laura because you got lonely for your wife's money. It's a great loneliness.
4: Now what,
2: Frank? Now what? I start running. I'm leaving you, Laura. To Mr. Shannon. He can have you and the two murders on your hands. Bye. Frank. What, Laura? Laura.
4: Now you know how much I hated him, Slate. You did it for me, huh? I wanted you to see me do it.
3: Huh. You know, it's a time like this when I'm putty in a girl's hands, especially when she's holding a gun on me. You can change that. How?
4: Make me believe you want to change? All right. Believe me? Uh huh. Making love at the point of a gun. That's exciting.
3: Throw the gun away. I can take it from here.
4: I believe you. I'll keep my eyes open, Slate. I want to watch your face. Slate, don't touch that gun. Slate.
3: For a girl in the Lonely Hearts business, you sure got a talent for being lonely.
4: Slate, I... I I believed you. Don't you see this is Laura for you, Slate? For no one else. Listen to me. Listen to me, Slate. Just you and me.
3: Let me know when you're finished, Laura. And we'll take a walk. Sailor's hands must be numb bouncing that iron ball. Hey, Sailor, where
5: are you? Out here on the patio, taking a sunbath. Come on out. Hi, Slate. Sit down.
3: That's a jazzy sunsuit you're wearing.
5: You like it, huh?
3: Never saw the like. Blue and white striped canvas.
5: The latest thing.
3: <laughs> Picked it out of a mail order catalog, huh?
5: Swiped it while the turnkey wasn't looking.
3: They issue suits like that for the girls in the pokey?
5: Uh huh. I cut it down for my uniform.
3: Well, bye, sailor.
5: Hey, where are you going?
3: I don't know. That, uh, that convict suit, uh, uh, that stuff's liable to rub off.
5: No, it won't. Come here. See? Hey, where are you going?
3: It rubbed off. You made me a happy convict, sailor.
5: So, where are you going?
3: To get me a couple of rocks. I'll make sand out of them with my bare hands. <laughs>
0: This is the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. Benny Goodman Swing School. Benny Goodman Swing School, a nationwide roundup of swing fans, swing artists, and everybody who wants to know what is this thing called swing. Brought to you every Tuesday... Tonight, the King of Swing brings you the world's greatest swing band, the Goodman Instrumental Trio and Quartet, Meyer Alexander's Swing Chorus, and direct from the Society for the Prevention of Swing, that all-American public enemy, Victor Moore. The class is now in order, and here's the headmaster of syncopated knowledge, Professor Benny Goodman. Politely, Goodman. Politely. Good evening, students. Say, before we begin, Professor, I'd like to ask all you students here in the classroom to just control your enthusiasm for the lessons so that those listening in can hear all the music. And now for a swing school classic, one of the greatest popular tunes ever written. Professor Goodman steps up to the blackboard and draws a diagram of blue skies. You got it, Professor? And it's mellow. (laughs) The professor now swings the geography lesson with Swing Time in the Rockies. It's what we call a sender. A solid sender. Too. And now, while the other faculty members cool off, Professor Goodman is going to deliver a little lecture on his clarinet, assisted by Dr. Wilson at the Hops Accords and Dr. Krupa of the Percussion Department. Just relax, students, the Goodman version of Body and Soul. This is chamber music, folks, our own brand. Gently, Krupa. Yes. Any questions? Yes, sir. My grandma wants to know if to teach you how to sing swing at the swing school. Why, certainly, my boy. We have a special department for that. It's the world's first swing chorus. Now, uh, what would your grandma like to hear us sing and swing, Sonny? Well, the professor's swinging. It's a long way to temporary. Can you sing it, too? Can we sing it? Take this one home to Grandma (laughs) Sonny. It's a long way
9: to Tipperary It's a long way to go It's a long way to Tipperary Between the sweetest girl I That I know Well, now, goodbye, Think a dilly Oh, farewell, let's well, do It's a long, long way to Tipperary, but my heart's right for door. It's a long way, so far to Tipperary, it's a long way, oh, to go. It's so darn far to go to Tipperary. The girl I ever knew ra-da-da, ra-da-da, ra-da-da. Goodbye now to Piccadilly Oh, it's so long, so long to Leicester Square It's a long, long way to go to temporary, But we really left our hearts back there
0: The Board of Trustees has been taking a little inventory. They seem to have dug up a swing and roll called a called the Handful of Keys. Let's see how they report. Dr. Lionel Hampton. Dr. Eugene Crowbar. Dr. Teddy Wilson. And you too, Professor Goodman. Thank <smart noise> you. the budget, Goodwin. You said it, Professor. Well, last week we had a warning from the Society for the Prevention of Swing Music that Victor Moore was coming over to the school to make trouble, but I haven't seen him around. Hey, wait a minute. Slugs Moore's a name, and I'm pretty tough. I'm a gangster hired by the Society for the Prevention of Swing. Gangster, huh? Well, I'm studying up on it. I've got a gun I was sent over here to stop the swing business. Are you Professor Goodman? No, I'm Bill Goodwin. Goodwin, eh? yeah. well, I'm pretty close, but I won't do away one Goodman. Now, wait a minute, but What are you going to do with the professor? The society says he's got to stop the swing business, even if I have to bump him off. Bump him off? What has the society got against him? Swing, that's what they got against Goodman. The folks sitting on rocking chairs are complaining. They've been trying to rock and time to Goodman, and they've fell right off their chairs. <laughs> Goodman's too much off the elbow for them, huh? And that's another thing, that swing talk. It's driving people crazy all over the country. Off the elbow, station house, beat it to the start. That talk has got to stop, too. If you don't understand, slugs, that's jive, man. Why, those phrases mean something to swing fans. Off the elbow means, well, uh, a gas station style with a leather bow tie, you know? Station house means pre-war. Beat to the socks means, uh, you know, knocked out. So you won't talk, okay. eh? I gotta say, Goodman, where is he? Wait a minute, slugs. You can't see Professor Goodman. Well, how am I gonna bump him off if I can't see him? I got you there. Hey, 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 what's going on here? Who wants to see me? I do. Professor Goodman, I'm Slugs Moore. Hiya, slugs. Thanks for coming over. Oh, it's smoothie, eh? Hey, never mind that stuff. You gotta stop the swing business. The Society for the Prevention of Swing told me to bump you off if you don't stop. We can't stop it, Slugs. We've got too many students that'd like to swing it. Well, that's just too bad, Goodman. I'm afraid I'll have to figure you out. <laughs> that's what they hired me for. You don't mind, do you? You don't have to do it right now. Oh no, no hurry about it. I can wait, I don't have to do it here. I could meet you someplace later. Well, that would be better. Are you going to be any place where I could get a shot at you after you're through here? <laughs> Couldn't you wait until tomorrow? I don't think the society would wait that long. They paid me to bump you off tonight, but tomorrow you'd have even more people slinging them. Well, I'd hate to hold you up, Yeah, you ought to cooperate a little. This is my first job. A fellow's got to get a start sometimes. Well, now, wait a minute. I want to know at least why I'm getting bumped off. Why doesn't the society like swing music? They say there's too much fun in swing. The society don't like fun. The first thing you know, you'll have millions of people enjoying themselves. You like swing music? I don't listen to it. I'm strictly classical, ma'am. Classical, eh? Yeah, I sing a little song called, Oh, Would I Were the Tender Apple Blossom." I'll sing it for you now. No, not now. We've got a class. Won't take a minute. You can help me out over the piano there. Well, we haven't got time. Now, don't try to stop me. I've got a gun. Give me a note to start with. Give him a camel, Professor. Okay, I'm good. Oh, would I swore the tender apple blossom That cloaks and falls From off the twisted boughs To no lie and faint Within your silken bosom, within your silken bosom, as that does now. Sometimes I wish I were among them. Hey, what goes on here? Hey, oh, there's that swing up again. Oh okay, hey, will you stop it? You got me, daughter. Hey, 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 hey. They oh, boy. think you will not love what I was growing. A happy day in the end of dark land. That's so you're still for foot might press me going Might press me going When you're still here What's that?
9: What's that? What's that? Put that, put that. Thank <laughs> you.
0: Can't we be friends, dude? And now the professor's turning to his five-foot shelf of swing classics for the swing choice of the week. Last week, we invited you students to write in your request to the station to which you're listening. Most of you asked for Bugle Call Rag. And honest John Oakey, the president of Oakey College, who's resting and fishing, wired in that his swing choice was Bugle Call Rag, too. So give us the killer, professor. Beat it up, boys. Beat it up. (laughs) sa sa Shaking, Doctor Goodwin, you're shaking. Oh, like a leaf, man. I'm beat to the socks again. How about you, Slugsmoor? Boy, you busted my top. That was really in the groove. Well, students, that's it again. The second session of Benny Goodman Swing School brought to you. We made a swing convert out of Victor Moore tonight, but the Society for the Prevention of Swing says it hasn't given up yet. Next week, they're sending Louis Alberni over to really stop our swinging. You better be with us next Tuesday because this looks like trouble. Victor Moore appeared on our program through the courtesy of R.K.O. Pictures.
9: And now the
1: man in black takes from his files another case history of an attempt to commit the perfect crime.
10: Good evening. This is the man in black. A year ago tonight, an innocent man was murdered in a small New England village. He was murdered by Clyde Ross. Listen to what happened in Clyde's own war. he was executed. As I walked across the village square toward the church, I knew I was going to murder old man Hansen. the good Sexton, the church bell ringer. Oh, it was going to be so simple and easy. A couple of things left to do first, and that was all. One was to see Father Vincent and tell him how worried I was about Hanson, that he was too old to be climbing the tower to ring the bell, that he'd slip someday and have a bad fall down the stairs, that he might even fall out of the belfry. (laughs) I knew how Father Vincent would react, and he did, just as I expected. I even remember how he said it. Why, we cannot retire, the old man is sexton, my son. Next to you, this is his whole life. And I remember how I told him that, sure, he was so right, but that I loved Hanson like a father and worried about him. Well, I left it at that and went to walk the old Sexton home. I lived with him, you see, but he wasn't my father. Oh, no, he was just an old goof whose wife had died five years ago and he'd taken me in off the streets. Frankly, I hated the sight of him. But the old man was loaded. He'd saved all kinds of money and no one to leave it to. So I buttered him up for a year or so and got it all fixed legally. I inherited his money when the old man croaked. Yeah, I was going to fix that, too. All I needed was a good simple plan and a witness to say I was somewhere else when it happened. All was easy. First, old Hanson was going to fall out of the church belfry and kill himself. He was going to fall out. Yeah, because I was going to push him. Second, Henry Freckleton was going to be the witness to say I was somewhere else. Henry has a hamburger stand at the edge of town, and for months in advance, at the same time, every Thursday evening, I'd drive past Henry's and honk and wave at him. He knew I was on my way to Bedford. That's a town about ten miles away to see a movie. So every Thursday, Henry'd wave me out of town, and a couple hours later, he'd wave me back. So it was established where I went every Thursday night. Clever? But one night, the big night, I didn't go to Bedford. I drove past Henry's all right, but then I circled back on a little wagon road that led to the woods right behind the church. I hid my car there, and in a few minutes I was silently climbing the narrow steps to the belfry. Old Hanson just begun to pull the bell when he saw me, and he smiled at me. I smiled back happily, waited till he pulled the bell for the last time, and then I jumped him quick and pushed him over. Just a little push. He fell without a cry. And it seemed right somehow that he landed in the cemetery at the side of the church. Afterwards, I never heard it so quiet. All the way back through the woods to the car, it was as quiet as death. And then I was right on time for Henry's wave when I drove back into town. I knew then the circle was complete. The crime was perfect. Clyde Ross finished his story and said no more. The end is well known. Two short days later, Clyde was arrested for the murder of the old Sexton. Where had he made his mistake? By telling Father Vincent of his concern for the Sexton's safety. Because he'd been so convincing, the good father took the problem to the Sexton himself. And old Hanson, touched by Clyde's obvious love for him, devised a signal to assure Father Vincent that all was well. He simply rang the church bell four extra times to signify that he was not in danger, that Clyde was there.
1: The Man in Black has brought you from his files another case history of an attempt to commit... The perfect
6: crime.
0: The Old Time Radio Hour will be back next Sunday at 4 o'clock. We hope you can join us here on Sid Valley Radio.